0: Welcome into to the Unnamed MMA Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Puncher's Chance Bourbon. Head to puncher'schancebourbon.com, grab yourself a bottle, and enjoy it during this week's UFC 288. We've got a good card to preview for you here. We've got a, a good main event in Aljamain Sterling and, and Henry Sejado. And then, of course, our guy, Bilal Muhammad, is taking on Gilbert Burns in the co-main event. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And along with me, as always, is Jordan Sherwood. You can follow him on. Twitter at Wood on espn 1000 and make sure you get all of his picks at FatJackSports.com Jordan, how's it going? Uh, anything to recap from the last fight night that we saw or should we just get right into this UFC 288?
1: I mean, it was a winning night uh, for us with Fat Jack Sports. We did not correctly predict the main event. I mean, uh, um, Song Yudong was outstanding for five rounds, finishing Ricky Simone. That was great, but outside of that... Uh, you know, we were on the Padilla underdog play. We were on the Rogerio de Lima underdog play. Well, it actually flipped. When we talked about that fight, It was he was the favorite, but it flipped. Waldo Cortez was a big favorite by the time fight night rolled around. You know, Vieira had the finish, or Barajo had the finish. So it was a good night if you were following us via uh, Fetch Exports. And it was about time. We, 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 needed, we needed to get up the snide. Oh, a little bit uh, after a couple of uh, down weeks.
0: And as I mentioned earlier, I do follow you on Twitter, Ed Wood on ESPN 1000. And I did see you have an intriguing take on the line in the Bilal Muhammad Gilbert Burns fight. And uh, there might be something going on with that line right now. Bilal Mohammed plus 104, Gilbert Burns minus 130. We'll get to that fight in a little bit. But first, UFC 288, the main card, kicks off with Kron Gracie against Charles Air Jordan. Uh, I like his uh, nickname well as nice. Air Jordan uh, because, obviously, Air Jordan. Um, but, you know, he's a heavy favorite to start this uh, main card here. You're looking at minus 200 for Charles Jordan. And then Kron Gracie is plus one. 155. This should be a decent fight still, regardless of the uh, the odds here to kick off this main card.
1: Yeah, they, I mean, it, we're, we're going to have a, a few fighters here that we talk about that uh, are coming off of long layoffs. And, and long layoffs basically be, not due to injury or inability to, to get a fight, just they didn't want to fight. Uh, and that's Crone Gracie. I mean, look, the Gracie name, you know where he comes from, you know what he can do inside any octagon, any, you know, any gym, you know, he could submit you. Uh, he's well credentialed. And, you know, up until the last time we saw him, he was just taking guys down and submitting them within a round, a round and a half, no problem. Then all of a sudden he gets a big time featured fight against Cub Swanson, a guy that's been there, done that in the UFC in the WEC. He's probably going to the hall of fame at some point, just because of the longevity of his career, you know, kind of like guys like, uh, you know, Clay Guida and, and Joe Lozons of the world, um, Cron Gracie decided to like stand and strike with him and didn't even attempt takedowns. Uh, and that was preposterous. And apparently, the, the storyline goes is that after that fight, he got such a scolding from his grandfather and like the entire crazy family that he was just distraught and, and didn't want to fight. Um, but now he's back. Uh, and certainly it's an entertaining fight because, you know, Charles Jordan, never been submitted uh, in his mixed martial arts career, and a guy that uh, actually got one submission, excuse me, but submission loss, but a guy that's extremely talented uh, from a striking standpoint, comes at you at different angles, very athletic, uh, kill or kind of be killed mentality, Uh, and always in an entertaining fight. So here's the question. Is Chrome Gracie going to take this fight to the ground and likely have a decisive advantage over Charles Jordan and likely snatch up his neck, or is he going to be an idiot and try and strike with a striker, uh, which I I
0: believe uh,
1: will be recipe for disaster?
0: Yeah, you never want to strike with a striker. You don't want to Well, no, and especially (laughs) if
1: you don't have the striking skills. Like, I mean, he's evolved as a striker. Like he's not yeah. like a fish out of water. It's not like me or you would go in there and try and you know, go toe to toe with Charles. Oh, actually, well, you've got a little bit of a background in amateur. In, in, in no, sure. uh, I yeah. do not. Uh, we've talked about like, that before. I was like at a ten pre- years old when I was taking <laughs> Whatever, taekwondo. So. Man, you, you, That's you not might real. be able to revert back to that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, if, if I'm reverting to anything, it's like what I saw like Hulk Hogan do, like you know, in the. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: don't get me wrong. I'm much more <laughs> likely to try to pull off a Stone Cold Stunner to someone <laughs> than try to pull off any of the Taekwondo I learned from ages like six to ten years old. Like okay. that's the first move is is a kick to the nuts, Stone Cold Stunner. That's what you're getting from me in a bar fight.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you still you you still have that in your back pocket. Yes, uh, we'll, we'll say that. Um, but here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing that I that I'm looking at because you know when when you don't when you have such those question marks about particularly a guy in Gracie that's that's got a decisive advantage. But it, you know long layoff. Is he gonna fight smart? Um, the total is speaking to a finish. The total is is telling you that they are likely going to not get this fight to the judges scorecards. And quite frankly, I do not see Charles Jordan, as impressive as he is as a striker, knocking out Kron Gracie. So how's the finish going to come? It's going to come via a Gracie submission. So I certainly believe here on a Wednesday as we're recording this podcast that Kron Gracie at plus 154 at FanDuel is worth a look in this matchup, believing he's going to revert back to the guy that had five finishes in his you know, six mixed martial arts contests all via submission.
0: So going with the dog in and Chrome Gracie there at plus 155. And then if we look at method of victory here, it basically dictates what you're talking about, right? If you look at Charles Jordan by knockout, it's plus 155. And if you look at Gracie by submission, it's plus 220. Then you're looking at Jordan by points at plus 280. And then everything kind of falls off the rail. Like Gracie by points at 12 to 1. Jordan by submission at 17 to 1. And Gracie by knockout at 18 to 1. So basically they're saying that... Jordan is either going to get a knockout or he's going to be submitted by Gracie.
1: Yeah, and I don't think he's going to get a knockout. I mean, sure, maybe he lands on like a flying knee, something crazy. But I look at those two middle ones, or at least second and third in what you listed. Gracie via submission, plus 220, that's a nice price there. You know, two to one on that, on the payback. Or Jordan via decision, maybe he just outstrikes him utilizes that distance, that athleticism is a taller uh, featherweight uh, and and wins on the judges' scorecards. Uh, cause Gracie doesn't look to f- take the fight to the ground or if he does, he's just unsuccessful there. But, uh, I, I like the price point at Chrome Gracie. I think that he's certainly worth a look as the underdog.
0: All right. So we're going with Chrome Gracie as the dog. The dog's already barking early in our first fight on this main card. Our next fight is Jessica Andrade against Jan Jonan. And the last time we saw Jessica Andrade, she was fighting at flyweight and lost to Aaron Blatchfield in a, it, you know, it was, um, it was a quick turnaround, short notice on this fight. She ended up losing, but now this fight is back at straw weight against Jess- for Jessica Andrade, kind of like a get-right fight for her against Jan Zhaunan. Andrade here is minus two hundred, much like uh, much like Charles Jordan, who we just talked about, and then Jan is plus one fifty-five. Je- exactly the same odds. This is these odds mirror each other from the last fight we just we just discussed. But Jessica Andrade looking to get back in the win column at straw weight here for her at minus two hundred.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of a mirror image, too, of like, you know, there's certain attributes that each fighter is going to bring to the octagon that that has a decisive advantage over the other. You know, Jessica Andrade, powerful, you know, mixed martial artist, very good boxing, good body work uh, and and good takedowns, no matter the weight class that that she fights at. Uh, So that has been an Achilles heel. Of Sheldon before we saw uh, Carla Esparza several times take Shelnan down and control her and then actually get her out of there with a, with an impressive finish and I certainly believe that Andraj can do can do the same she she can look to you know utilize her wrestling and, and get the fight to the ground because she doesn't really want to mess with Shelnan on the feet Shelnan's a great kickboxer has an outstanding jab. Which has been the kryptonite for Jessica Andrade? If that jab is there and Shaul is just firing it off like a piston, um, you know Andrade is not going to be able to establish the inside body work and and or um, the inside, uh, you know, getting the takedowns. Uh, so, couple of that, I think you know, I, so I think it's a virtual pick 'em when you get to those odds. But so why is you know Andrade the heavier favorite? It's her experience. It's her championship pedigree. It's the fact that she's gone in, in there and you know gone through you know five five minute rounds. This obviously is just a three round fight, and and furthermore, it's a dramatic step up in competition for Nan. So uh, for me, I always like reverting back to the wrestler or the one that could get the dictate where the fight goes, and I'm going to believe in Andrade's ability to take the fight to the ground as opposed to Nan's ability to keep the fight standing. Uh, So I think Andrade uh, is my selection if I need to pick a winner here. But I'd like her price, you know, down a a little bit. So I, you know, might look to put her in the parlay of whoever I'm selecting the Cejudo Sterling fight or You know, the uh, Burns-Muhammad
0: fight. All right, so we're going to put Jessica Andrade into our parlay here. And, you know, the judges believe, or Vegas believes, that this will go to the judges' scorecard here. Will the fight go the distance? Yes is minus 132 versus no, which is plus 105. And then if you look at method of victory here, that also dictates a judge's decision here, where it's Andrade by points at plus 210, Jan by points at plus 250, and then Andrade by knockout at plus 360, Andrade by submission at, at plus 460, and then Yan by knockout at nine to one and Yan by submission at seventeen to one. So Vegas believes that this will go to the judge's scorecard and that Jessica Andrade will get her hand raised at the end of this fight. Anything you like there in the will this fight go to the distance or maybe method of victory?
1: Yeah, no, I I th- I think I-, I stay off of that. I think it's in a traditional, you know, kind of or at least leading to the percentages of a typical female MMA fight going to the judges' scorecards. I mean, and both fighters, you know, have been finished before. We just saw Erin Blanchfield submit uh, Jessica Andraj her last time out, but I don't. I don't think the submission skills are there for Jeanne. I wouldn't be worried about a knockout because I think Andraj, even though she got stopped by Valentina Shevchenko, I mean, that's Valentina Shevchenko. She's one of the best of all time. So I think just l- leading credits to the, to Andraj grinding takedowns control uh, you know maybe Jean-non wins a couple of uh, a round on, on the feet but i think on Andrade- uh, just a win is, is the safe play.
0: All right, we'll put that into a parlay and maybe add some to it. Our next fight, the co-main event, but it's really our main event here in Chicago, the Unnamed MMA podcast, is friend of the show, Bilal Muhammad, who joined us last week. If you check that out right below this podcast, wherever you're getting your podcast, hopefully on the ESPN Chicago app, it's right there. We talked to Bilal Muhammad last week about getting ready for this fight, taking this fight on two weeks' notice, uh, training during Ramadan, the last week of Ramadan, and trying to you know, get into into fighting shape on short notice for what is basically a uh, winner gets a title shot. Is that is that kind of safe to say? Or w- winner is in line for a title shot? So Bala Muhammad. Yeah, 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 in the mix. In the mix you know, like, more so, so than so, he was uh, a month ago, I guess, when he's hunting well, I, for fights and trying to get Kobe Covington to fight him?
1: I can't say that because look, Bala Muhammad said this to us. Like you said, he tried to get a fight with Kobe Covington, couldn't do it. He mm-hmm. tried to get a fight with Hamza Shmaya, couldn't do it. He mm-hmm. tried to get a fight with. Um, George Masvidal couldn't do it. Tried to get a fight with Kamara Uzman. Leon he, Edwards he couldn't do it. He kind of
0: alluded to to the fact that Dana White alluded to that if you win this fight against Gilbert Burns, you're getting a title shot. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I, call, I mean, I call, listen.
1: I call, I call, look, I I hope for Bilal's sake it's, it's true. Uh, and I hope that Dana White is... At once uh, a man of his word, but no, you can't.
0: Yeah, you can't, you can't trust take
1: it. any, any credence any to that because look, look, look what's, look what's out there. I mean, they, they're trying to book Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. So Colby yeah. Covington is getting the next title shot. But he'll lose. Um, so, and, and, Bilal just basically
0: has to wait for Colby to lose and then he'll get a title shot.
1: But here's the thing, like, they're also trying to potentially book Hamza Shemaev and Kamaru Uzma. And you're telling me yeah. that if either one beats the other, they're not, no, probably fighting again for the. I mean, I know Kamaro's fought Leon three times now, but like, you know, like, times, he's probably fighting for the championship.
0: Yeah, again. yeah, he probably is. So Muhammad enters on a four fight winning streak, nine unbeaten uh, in his last nine. And Gilbert Burns just fought. At UFC 287 a month ago uh, and beat Jorge Masvidal. So this is a, a fighter who's coming in, you know, off of a about a month here from his last fight. And then you've got Bilal Muhammad who took this fight, both fighters here, taking this fight on short notice. Gilbert Burns is the favorite at minus 132. Bilal Muhammad, the underdog at plus 104, a familiar spot for him as the underdog. But what's interesting about this, uh, Jordan, is that when you look at the method of victory, Bilal is the favorite. As Bilal by points at plus 220, and then Gilbert Burns by points at plus 290 is the next one. And then after that, it kind of falls off. So these are two fighters that like to go to the judges' scorecard. As we've seen before, Bilal Muhammad likes to go to the judges' scorecard. He's a pace fighter. This is a five-round co-main event that he told us last week that he requested it to be a five-round fight because he wanted to get ready for some form of title shot and wants to, you know, push himself to do a five-round fight. Now, training with two weeks before a fight might be a little bit difficult to last five rounds, but it'll be interesting to see how these two fighters, one having just fought, you know, a month ago in Gilbert Burns, and one not necessarily getting off the couch two weeks ago, but training for a fight with about two weeks' notice uh, going into this co-main event on Saturday night.
1: But but that's the thing. Like I I, I believe, and Valel kind of hinted at it. I mean, he's been preparing. He's been tra- even though he hasn't had a fight booked, he's been training for a five round fight uh, with one of the best in the welterweight division, uh, and it just happens to be you know a guy in Gilbert Burns. And when this fight was announced. I my initial gut reaction was I didn't like the matchup for for Bilal because I you know we know what Gilbert Burns can do on the ground. He is one of the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners that that's that's out there. And we know that he's got very good power. Like he can knock people out. But then when you look at the, and you dive deeper into the the fight and then, you know, talking to Bilal Muhammad and how he's been preparing, how he's been training. And then you look at, you know, how he wins fights. And and he wins fights, as you just said, that grueling process of unorthodox takedowns coming at you, improved boxing. Uh, We have seen Gilbert Burns fade before uh, in in, in fights, that he comes out like a, you know, uh, a bat out of hell and then towards the latter portion of the fights, three-round fights, you know, five-round fights, starts to fade a little bit. Bilal Muhammad's never been submitted, ever in his mixed martial arts career. And, and yes, you know he's not always in there with guys against the skill set of a uh, Gilbert Burns, but you know he he has been in there with you know a guy like Damian Maya, who's a very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, you know practitioner. Um, he was he, he's he's only been knocked out once, and he was just in there with Vicente Luque and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Beat both those guys at their game. So. I think Bilal Muhammad just kind of adapts to his opponent and just avoids the danger and gets better as the fight goes on. So from where we are and where Bilal's at, and the fact that Gilbert Burns was peaking two weeks ago for his fight against Jorge Masvidal, and then now has to re-peak and recut and prepare for a five rounder, um, I like Bilal. He's surging. Yeah. He's on. He, he's he's on this win streak right now and. Uh, you know, maybe it's also the Sean the Sean Brady win. That was impressive. Like, wow. I mean, the guy, the fact that, you know, he, he stopped Sean. And maybe we'll warn because Sean Brady has a big-time fight coming up. And, you know, maybe we'll warn that Sean Brady isn't a, a, as hyped as he should be when he mm-hmm. fights Jack Della uh, Maddalena. But that's a few months from now. We can't risk that. So, at plus money and the fact that, you know, it's a five-rounder in the co-main event with the – Added, you know, (laughs) stipulation, maybe the title shot's on the line. And as you alluded to, he's the favorite to win via the prop. Yeah. Um, I I like Bilal.
0: I do. All right. Yeah. Have you picked Bilal Bilal before? Is this your first time picking Bilal? Oh, no,
1: no, no, no. We, I flipped, I I flipped on him. That's right. You did. With Brady. You did. You did. Yeah, I've been on Bilal for Okay.
0: Because I wanted, I, I don't want to mess up the uh, the juju here. I, with I, like,
1: I, you know what? I'd have to look back. We'd have to look back. To I think
0: you did DC. flip. I think you picked Bilal against John Brady. I, I think you. I did. know
1: I did. I'm, I'm just curious if I picked him against Vicente Luque. Just okay. Uh, I, I, you know, because Luque had his number, and you know, but it was 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 Luque taking that fight after the, after his loss, or was the yeah. because then Luque lost like two in a row? So I'd have to look back at that. But I haven't been on Bilal Every time, but no. I'm on him. I was on him last time, and I'm on him this time.
0: And he's an underdog at plus 104, so the dog's barking there. I mentioned method of victory already, but Bilal by points, which see, he seems to go the distance in most of his fights, if not all, uh, at plus 220, Gilbert Burns by points at plus 290. And if you're, you know, if you like you mentioned, you know, Gilbert Burns coming off a fight where he's training and peaking a month ago, and then now he's got to retrain and go for five rounds against Bilal. Even though this is two weeks' notice, quote-unquote, Bilal mentioned to us he has been training. uh, So this might be—and listen, he's got a good track record coming off of Ramadan. So (laughs) 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 he might have some good luck on his side there, training uh, and being mentally prepared during Ramadan. But Bilal by points is plus 220, and Burns by points is plus 290. Unless, you know, Bilal falls into one of those shots by Gilbert Burns at at plus 410, Burns by knockout at plus 410— I mean, those are the only really three props I think that are uh, really realistic, right there.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't think Bouel going to get submitted. I just, I, I don't think he falls in. So I think, so yeah, I think Gilbert Gilbert lands something pretty devastating and stops Bouel, or uh, Bouel gets his hand raised via decision. I, I don't, I don't see Bouel knocking Gilbert out. I don't see him submitting him. So if you need to get prop, you need to add a little bit more value. Those are the two: Gilbert yeah. by knockout our Bilal via decision.
0: Plus 104 is pretty good value, so we're just going to go with that and our guy Bilal Muhammad. Our main event should be a good fight as the odds dictate. Aljamain Sterling is minus 110. He is looking to defend his title for the third time in 14 months as he welcomes in Henry Cejudo, who retired and now is back. was he's pulling a Brett Favre? He's pulling a, a Tom Brady? He retired yeah. at UFC 250, and now he's back to fight uh, Aljamain Sterling here, and he is minus 115. Actually, the favorite uh, in this fight at minus one fifteen against Aljamain Sterling. So the odds would dictate people are putting their money on the guy who hasn't fought in uh, about three years.
1: Three years, exactly, and the the odds the odds have changed in this one. I mean, it's it opened with uh, Aljamain Sterling as the favorite. It flipped. Henry Cejudo became the favorite, and now we're we're at a virtual uh, a virtual pick 'em. Um, I really like Aljamain Sterling. I've liked him for a long time, um, and there's a couple of things to it. Just first off, his his awkwardness in, in the octagon. He's a very difficult fighter to mirror and very difficult fighter to prepare for because of his athleticism and and where his takedowns are coming. from. kind of similar to Bilal Muhammad. Bell Muhammad also very hard guy to prepare for because of uh, of the takedowns. Um, you know, I'm impressed that Aljamain Sterling bounced back from the Peter Yan. Well, it was a win, but he was losing the fight when, when Jan got DQ'd yeah. with the dumbest thing I've ever seen, or one of the dumbest things I've ever seen happen inside uh, a mixed martial arts fight, and then came back and, and dominated him. Um, there's a little bit of hesitancy because the, the last win was impressive against T.J. Dillashaw, but now we all learned that T.J. Dillashaw was hurt entering that fight. Um, so how much water is it, does it, you know is that value you put on it? Um, I love Aljamain Sterling's camp. I'm a big fan of Ray Longo and Matt Serra. I think that they develop fighters, they develop champions, uh, and I like the fact, too, that he is going to be alongside Matt Fervoa, another guy earlier on in the card that's also been preparing for a big fight against Drew Dober. Uh, I like it when camps align their fighters to, to be peaking at that, at that same time. What are we going to expect from Henry Cejudo? I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time. The fact that he bounced back from losing to Demetrius Johnson to to claim the flyweight championship against Johnson, defend it, go up to Bantamweight, win the Bantamweight title, defend it. But against Dominic Cruz, you know, who really wasn't, you know, we were unsure about his status now and stuff like that. He so. I, right now, I've liked Sterling, but I like him as the underdog. I don't like him at this virtual pickem that we have. So this is the fight. This is like the one fight. I'm waiting until Friday uh, weigh-ins to see how guys that both look. Uh, Maybe even I'm waiting until fight night to see who ends up being the underdog and playing them. Because Henry Cejudo is really, really good really good. It's just that he's, he has been now out for three years yeah. and you do come back and, and win impressively against a guy as talented as, 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 and, 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 you know, uh, you know, just athletic as Elgermaine Sterling possibly, but it's, 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 it's kind of, I hate to say it. It's a wait and see it's, it's Sterling night. Now I'll say that Adam, it's, it's Sterling now, Okay. but my official selection will be
0: after Friday afternoon. I mean, listen. I come back from a three-day weekend, a little sluggish. So, <laughs> three years off for someone, and I just have to talk about sports for a living. I mean, you know, so three years off. If you look at uh, uh, method of victory here, Cerruto by points at plus two ten, Sterling by points at plus two fifty, Cerruto by knockout at plus three eighty. Uh, Sterling by submission at plus 410, and the other ones are like 10 to 1 and 16 to 1. Will the fight go the distance? Yes is minus 135. No is plus 105. So the judges believe this will take, or Vegas believes that this will take five full rounds to go to the judges and that. It's a pick like you mentioned, but right now, the le- we'll call it a lean. We won't call it an official pick until you get there on Friday, uh, but an official lean on Algermain Sterling at minus 110 there.
1: We'll go lean, but you know what? I Also, I might take a look at that fight doesn't go to distance. Okay. Uh, because, at plus 105? Plus 105, because um, in Cejudo's last three fights, they were all finishes at, at, at his hands, and you know, Aljamain Sterling uh, also, uh, or actually no, he didn't finish. Uh, he didn't finish Peter Yan. His is the second time in the rematch, but um, he did finish T.J. Dillashaw. The st- the fight stopped. Uh, Peter Yan, and the fight before that, he just ran through Corey Sanhagen in a round. So maybe, maybe look at it. Maybe it's Cejudo's rusty. Maybe uh, Al Javin gets caught because uh, he has before. So it might be worth the look at that plus money.
0: All right, so that is UFC two eighty eight, the main card. Anything in the prelims that we should put in our parlay here? That right now it's just a single play with Jessica Andrade at minus two hundred.
1: So I really think. Well, I mean, gosh, so Jessica Andrade straight up. Trying to think of anybody else. I'm looking. I'm looking down the card right now. A little
0: Drew Dober action, <laughs> minus two twenty five. Yeah, I think.
1: Yeah, you could probably throw Drew Dober. Into that mix, and I really like Parker Porter's chances against Brexton Smith. I, I I guess I all misplaced right. this line. I thought Porter was the dog. He's the favorite. Yeah, minus one ninety
0: two.
1: Yeah, he's a big favorite. Brexton Braxton Smith, a guy that's five and one, making his UFC debut, uh, five first round finishes on the regional scene, not against very good competition. He's got an overhand right. He's a very large man. I think Parker Porter is is kind of too smart to fall into that trap and and, and succumb to an overhand right. He dirties up the fight, low-level heavyweights, and he gets the win. Uh, so I like Parker Porter uh, in that fight.
0: And how are we not stuffing a guy whose name is Chaos Williams into this parlay at minus 340? Why not? Go Chaos, ahead. Chaos Williams. Come on. <laughs> I know it's not his legal name, but it's listed on FanDuel. As Chaos Williams. It's not listed with his official, like, government name of Kalen Williams. It's listed as Chaos Williams.
1: Well, let's just, yeah, let's go with Chaos the Ox. That's, uh, he, look, he's he's always an entertaining fighter All when, right. he get, when he gets in there. And, uh, you know, he's coming off of a loss to Randy Brown, but uh, he's, you know, look, he's got...
0: That'll be the one ever. that loses. Watch that'll be since I suggested it. That'll be the leg that loses of this parlay.
1: Here, look, I'll say this: in his UFC career, ever uh, he's he's one two lost, one two and lost. So he's in line to win his next two fights if uh, the pattern serves.
0: All right, so we've got Jessica Andrade, Drew Dober, Parker Porter, and Chaos Williams in there. Four fights, plays, pays plus 326 there. Let's do it. So that's a good good little uh, parlay right there and then the picks right now, Kron Gracie at plus 155 Bilal Muhammad, our guy at plus 105 and then Aljamain Sterling at minus 110 and will not go the distance at plus money there at plus 105. So that is UFC 288. It should be a good pay-per-view here, especially the co-main event and the main event. Uh, If you missed our podcast with Bilal Muhammad, make sure you check that out. That's right below this one. It might just autoplay as soon as you're done with this one here in a second. It'll just right go right to that, uh, right to that interview with Bilal Muhammad. We'll be rooting for him. The unnamed MMA podcast is brought to you by Puncher's Chance Bourbon. Make sure you head to PunchersChanceBourbon.com to find where you can buy a bottle of Puncher's Chance and you can enjoy it during this week's UFC 288. He's Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. Get all of his picks at FatJackSports.com. You're getting free baseball when you sign up for the picks. You're getting the NHL playoffs. You're getting the NBA playoffs and, and just around the corner. I know it's only May, but the, NBA, the NFL draft is over and now you got to start looking at win totals. You got to start looking at those lines that are coming out for these teams. Now's the time to get signed up for Fat Jack Sports at fatjacksports.com. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah, and we will be back next week for another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.